How's it going, everybody? And welcome to episode number 71 of Master My Garden podcast. Now, this week's episode is uh, we're joined by Jerry Daly. So it's a real honor to have Jerry on, uh, legend of, of Irish gardening. Um, I suppose me personally, I would have grown up listening to Jerry on the radio, which was great. And uh, I remember distinctly that that Q&A that used to go on and it was always really interesting and, and brilliant. So as I say, a legend of, of Irish gardening. But what we're going to talk about today is the reintroduction of the Irish Garden magazine. And I think it's hugely important that we do have a magazine. So it's great to see it back. And it's great to have Jerry on to talk about it. So, Jerry, you're very, very welcome to Master My Garden podcast. No problem. Thank you very much. So, as I said, it's, uh, well, I think it's hugely important that, that we have a gardening magazine for, for, for Ireland for a start. So, it's great to have it back. So, really good news i think so tell us a little bit about the reintroduction and uh you know how often it's out the if there's a new style to it which i believe you have some new writers and things so just tell us a little bit about it and the and the relaunch of it yes well uh, interestingly enough the irish garden is 30 years in existence it was first published in 1992 uh so if you take both years at either end it's 30 years in, in existence now, yeah. interestingly enough, in its first year, we had to suspend publication after three issues because there wasn't enough advertising revenue to fund it through the winter. Yes. So it's funny that in its first year and in its 30th year, the magazine has had to step back from publication in order to survive. Yes. Now, the reason, of course, was the, the, the more or less collapse uh, that took place uh, because of the virus problem. Yeah. So the collapse in adver- our advertising went down by 75%. and even Probably overnight, sales, I would guess, Jerry. Uh, in the space of a couple of weeks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Overnight as you can get, I suppose. Yeah. But um, so we decided that the, the wise thing to do was not to just soldier on in the hope that it would improve, to wait until the autumn and see whether it come back in the autumn. It didn't. And then we waited until the spring to see if it had come back then. And it, it has come back to some degree, but not to a huge degree. So we're keeping tabs on it. But what has come back enormously are sales of the magazine. Okay. So demand, demand is there. It's a, demand is it's there. A, there's, a, there's a whole cohort of new gardeners that have begun buying the magazine. These are people in their 30s and early 40s. Uh, with young children to keep them used to, they do a bit of gardening with them and so on. But these are the people who have stayed in their gardens during the pandemic and uh, have, I suppose, conserved their own health that way and have done a bit of gardening at the same time. And many of them have become hooked. Yeah, yeah like we, I, I've spoke about it quite a bit on the on the on the podcast. Like we have so many new gardeners now, and while everybody may not stay at it. I think a large portion of them probably have found that their garden, and, and again, I've said it before, not to be repeat myself, but they found that the garden was somewhere almost a, a place of solace for them in what was a mad world all around them. And they were able to connect with nature. They were able to start growing things for the first time. Some had success or some had part success. And I think that has fed definitely a demand and interest in the knowledge that would be contained within, you know, a magazine like your own, your own. Yes. Well, I think, um, 
you know, the garden was was and is still the safest possible place you can be because, you know, nobody's going to come in. The, you only allow access to the people who you know and you know how they have been health-wise and so on. So um, the garden has had, I suppose, that unique position uh, for a lot of people and they appreciate it. And the strange thing about it is that when people have a bit of success with plants, it tends to be addictive. They move on, they yeah. buy some other ones and they buy some other ones and the next thing they're after two or three years, they're gardening enthusiasts. And it only takes a couple of years to become a gardening enthusiast. It doesn't have to be a life. You don't have to be born to it. Yeah, you get hooked on it. And, and uh, I think the success, you know, if you can have little wins, it, it definitely feeds that, I suppose, that addiction that that you're talking about. You know, if, they, if they're able to have success early and if they're able to get the right advice early. Yes, um, indeed. I've known people who've become addicted to gardening because they bought a house plant. Yeah, yeah. Just a, it's it's a gateway into it. Yeah, it is indeed, and uh, you know it's uh, it's not a huge expense. It's not a huge difficulty. Most people are well able to to uh, to garden successfully. It's probably easier than cooking because you don't have to really bother with the recipe book. You can make up your own recipes as you go along. Yeah, yeah. And um, so you know, it, it, it is attractive to young people. Especially to kids, the young kids about 12 or less, they started getting into yeah. other things then after 12, but up to the, about the age of 10 or 12, a lot of children, and a lot of people would have had children to entertain, and they've been doing that by, by doing a bit of gardening and planting plants. Yeah, no, de- definitely for, for children and, and families, it has been, gardens have been yeah, definitely a, a place, a safe place, a place of enjoyment, and, and they're getting something that they possibly didn't expect to get from their gardens. Uh, in relation to the Irish garden itself, tell us a little bit about the relaunch. I know it's it's you have some new writers in, and if somebody has never picked up the magazine previously, what can they expect from the magazine? You know, what's the sort of layout of it? What kind of topics do you cover, and that type of thing? Well, um, I suppose the magazine. Uh covers a number of areas. It covers new gardeners, beginners. It, it covers regulars and it becomes, it, it covers, there's always something there for the for the real, what would you call it, uh, dyed-in-the-wool enthusiasts of many years standing who consider themselves yeah. connoisseurs or experts. There's always something there. There's always something there that they didn't know before. And for a lot of these people, if they even get one piece of information that clicked with them that they didn't know before, magazine is worthwhile. Well, yeah. magazines have been have been struggling in the last few years because of the World Wide Web, which has uh, taken over as a prim- the primary source for very, very young people. Uh, and as a result, the, the decline has happened in the readership of magazines. Our own readership would have been down by about half of what it was at peak. Okay. Uh, but it has staged a very, very good recovery now in the last two years. For instance, the April magazine uh, has made an increase of 56% over two years. So that's very satisfactory. And it shows that there is there's still legs in the print medium, specialized and uh, concentrated into people's own uh, interests. Yeah. Do you think, like obviously magazines and print generally, whether we're talking about newspapers or whatever, worldwide, 
it has been changing and declining over the years and and there has been a gravitation as you said to sort of online media or whatever but do you think that there has there has yeah do you think that for something like because my own obviously you know in terms of gardening books and so on i would still find i in terms of if i'm looking to look up a piece of information about gardening i always find if i was looking up something about I don't know, DIY, for example, or or some other piece of information, I would tend to go to Google to look it up. But when I'm thinking about gardening, I nearly always go to a book. So I don't know, I think possibly gardeners might still like the, the magazine type. You know, it might be one of the areas that is not and maybe will not decline as much as other areas. Is that kind of fair to say? Well, I think that's possible, and uh, I think it's it's fairly general as well because you know there's lots of information on the World Wide Web, lots and lots and lots more than you could possibly consider. Quite amazing yeah. amount of uh, information, but you also have to know what you're reading. Some of the stuff is only cut and pasted, copied from one to another, yeah, yeah. and the errors are copied and pasted one to the other. Sometimes, yeah. you know. Butterflies that are mentioned are North Americans. They're nothing to do with Europe. And yes, this yes. is an example. So the credibility and the reliability of the information has to have some sort of authority and some sort of imprimatur on it. And we would yeah. like to think that nothing goes out from the Irish Garden that's wrong. Everything that's in it is horticulturally, fastidiously accurate. Yeah. You know, we stay, yeah, we I think that's, that's, that's true, that. yeah. We don't we don't uh, guesswork stuff. We research. If there's something that has to be looked up, it gets looked up. It gets checked. The name gets checked. So you'll find that the information in, in in our magazine. I can't speak for other magazines, but I know in our magazine, number one is rigorous horticulture. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. And just to go back to the the writers within the magazine, I know it's not like you have some constant writers, but. Um, give us a flavour of, of who's in there and, and what they write about, if you don't mind. Well, we have we have some people that have written for us for many years. Uh, these people would have done notebooks and so on. We've always had people coming and going. You know, over the years, yeah. some people have bowed out. Some people have unfortunately died, as you might expect in a 30-year period. Yeah, for and, sure, yeah. Uh, new people have come along. New people who weren't even known as, as, as experts have come along in the last 10 years. Even this year, we have some new people like uh, Seamus O'Donnell up in Donegal, who's a, a, an expert on seaside plants, which is brings in a whole new dimension to, to the magazine as well. Yeah. And actually, I had Seamus on the podcast um, just a week or two back. So, yeah, it's and he, he, he's, he's top class, really easy, easy to, to listen to and very, very knowledgeable. Indeed, yes, indeed. Yeah, the the magazine then. So as I say, it's 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 out now. It's um, available in pretty much all news agents, most supermarkets, and uh, you know it's it's going now on a on a monthly basis. Am I correct in saying? Well, we did April, May, and we're working on June at the moment. Uh, okay. Whether we do whether we do monthlies from now on, or whether we do two monthlies remains to be seen. As I say, it depends a lot on advertising revenue yeah. and how the revenue breaks down in the coming months and years. Mm-hmm. Because there has been a move of advertising to the World Wide Web during the pandemic as well that has favoured 
not just uh, uh, the editorial side of of, uh, of magazines, but also the the, uh, the advertising side. Yeah, advertising so it spend. Remains to be, it remains to be seen. The chances are we'll probably move to a double month issue from time to time during the slacker time of the year. Yeah, and then have a lot more have a lot more information and so on available during the key time of the year, yeah. which is after all the spring, April, May, and June. Yeah, it's a it, it's a it's a shame. Obviously, advertising money has gravitated online and you know onto the online platforms, but gardening itself has gone through since the pandemic started has gone through a boom as an industry, and uh, it's a shame that the advertising revenue, you know wouldn't be readily there for for something like this well i suppose when you have a boom you don't need to advertise yeah there's a little bit of that but i think it's you know when there's a, when there's a crash you can't afford to advertise <laughs> yeah well i think i think there's there's probably that's that is definitely what the perception is but it's possibly the wrong way of looking at it i think it's important to keep in front of people's faces all the time and and when there is a, a crash, you definitely need to be keeping in front of paces because you need to be getting whatever, whatever, uh, I suppose, sales that there is available out there. And, and and the way to do it is to keep in front of people, keep reminding people about you. So, um, But it is, yeah, as I say, it's, it's a bit strange, a bit of a, a paradox in itself that gardening has gone through a boom, but the advertising moved away from what was and is the only Irish garden magazine that's out. So... It's a pity. Yeah, well, I think it's, a, it's evolving, though, because um, we are getting support from some people who recognize the value of having a product like ours. Yeah. Because after all, uh, like we're, we're selling about 10,000 copies now, and the readership of that is higher than that because very often people pass on their copies to friends and neighbors. Yeah, for sure. So you could, you could probably double that number. Now, the thing about that is that that creates a demand, but it also creates information that gets passed on. So if somebody says to somebody, well, you know, what should you get? Oh, why don't you get a such and such variety or why don't you get a yeah. such and such product? Mm-hmm. So these are very often the people who are pass on the knowledge that they gain from the magazine. So there's not just are they extra readers, but they're extra knowledge givers as well. Yeah. You're you're still writing regularly for on a weekly basis for the Farmer's Journal. I see that piece almost yeah. every week. Yes, uh, I've been writing for the Farmer's Journal since 1984, which is the last century. Wow, is it that long? It is that long, I'm afraid to say. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's incredible. Yeah, really, really great that there, you know, because it's unusual for a column of any sort to, to stay consistent for that length. That's that's really great achievement. And uh, as I say, well, I, 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 we were always getting feedback from journal readers asking questions and so on and yeah. going around the country which i used to do a lot of uh, question and answer sessions around the country uh, i would also have um, been kept i always said that i learned as much from those sessions as i as i gave out because yeah probably yeah i suppose when you're getting questions like that it, it kind of i suppose forces you to think about all the different questions and, and think about the answers and all that so it would it would be a, a way of Giving knowledge, but also gaining knowledge as well. Oh, absolutely! It's a two-way street. Yeah, yeah. Um, the as we said before, we started recording. And I know you're a little bit caught on time, so we won't we won't stay too much longer. But before we sort of finish off, we spoke off air about the about the new gardeners coming in, and yes. uh, 
I suppose they're they're twelve or or more months into their their new gardening journey now. But would you have any advice for those people? You know, whether they're vegetable gardening or whether they're gardening ornamentally or whatever way they're gardening. Would you have any ad- advice for those people who are sort of starting out or or who are in their first year or two of of growing? Well, I always say the best advice you can give somebody is plant a plant. And that's your starting point, essentially. That's what you're saying. Just have a when go at plant, it. When you plant a plant, you're already hooked. Yeah. And, and I say to people, like, it's very simple. You just put the dirty end in the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. I suppose for some people, gardening it probably... Is easy. Gardening is easy. There's nothing to it. Yeah. It's only, I, it's, only, it's only difficult if people want to make it difficult. It's very simple. It's very basic. It's very natural. And most people can be very successful with it. And do you think as an industry, Jerry, that generally we overcomplicate or make it sound overly complicated? I look, I mean, every profession makes it sound complicated. If you go to a solicitor, he'll kick back the chair and he'll say, oh, <laughs> or the doctor will look at you and start to think, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll give you half the information. So you think it's you think it's in well, it's in every, the nature of any industry to then, well it's 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 endemic within any profession or industry yeah. because that's sensibly the way we make our money so we don't let on there's nothing to it we've given out for the last twenty years yeah but we they, we make it sound like it's worth money so, so that we can charge more for it yeah yeah but I, I guess there probably is and this is something I've I've talked about a bit as well is that. If you went back, say, 20, 30 years when I suppose when you were starting the the articles in the magazines, like most people, most people knew the basics of it at that time because everybody was or most people were growing a bit of their own and all the rest of it. And I think there probably was a gap in the middle where I guess you'd call it a knowledge gap where people just didn't they stopped doing that a little bit. And and maybe the, the generation now that are starting just actually didn't see somebody planting a bulb or, you know, sowing seeds of lettuce or whatever it was. So for them, it is literally the unknown. So it might sound a little bit more complicated than it needs to be at times. Yes. Well, I think there was always a certain generational down, down trickling of information. I mean, I remember distinctly remember my granny showing me how to, how to plant anemones. Then right. when when I was about, I'd say, five or six years of age, I can't have been any more than that. Yeah. And I still remember them coming up. It was a miracle. And anemones must have been, at that time, must have been, like, they're not exotic, but you know what I mean? They wouldn't have been everywhere at that time, I wouldn't have thought. A uh, very popular garden flower at the time, actually. Were they, yeah? And they came and they are all very, very popular in that period, yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's a great, a great plant. You're, um, you're talking about over a century ago now. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit ago. It's a bit. Um, so, but you're quite right. I mean, there was more knowledge. Uh, people understood the seasons better in years gone by. People understood the, the imperator of of sowing dates and harvesting dates and so on. Yeah. And people were more aware. Like my father's generation were all from the land. Uh, my generation less so. And the next generation is probably um, less so garden at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Uh, there was a time when almost every Irish house had a garden of some sort, big or small. 
but now there's gardens reduced to tiny balconies. But even so, it's still possible to do a bit of successful gardening, even on a very small space. Yeah. Makes it even more challenging. Yeah, it's challenging, mm-hmm. but it, but it's possible. Just a, a final question: you you were saying that you know the previous generations understood the seasonality a bit better. Do you think you know that unit has been gardening over over a longer period? Do you do you feel that the seasons have changed much? Uh, the seasons have, var- have varied a little bit. They're probably a little bit earlier than they were. Yeah, winters are uh, winters are barring nineteen uh, twenty nine and uh, 10, ten and eleven. I think was it. Nine and ten. Yeah, they were uh, they were severe winters, but we had those back in nineteen sixty two, sixty three as well. Yeah, yeah. But uh, by and large, yeah, it is a bit earlier, and and, uh, and it varies a bit. But uh, I think overall, yes, it is earlier. There's, there's definitely evidence of that. Yeah, er- er- earlier. That's what I find a little bit is that you're getting warm temperatures early, as in February, March. But we are getting quite a few, and this year was a was a good example. We're getting quite a few of these kind of really cold low growth aprils yeah well that can happen too with, yeah know. it can yeah yeah because definitely i know here like there's been little or no growth through april and maybe not so much even in the first 10 days of may so yeah but it was good growth in the, in the early winter oh yeah for good sure yeah for sure the new year. jerry um it has been a real pleasure to talk to you as i say a legend of 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 gardening and uh it's really great I mean, that sincerely, it's really great to see the Irish Garden back because I think it's important that we do have a magazine representing gardeners and giving information to gardeners. So uh, I wish you the very, very best to look with that. And I hope I hope it it gets going really good again. And thanks very much for coming on Master My Garden podcast. Well, the way to um, the way to make it a success and the way to make sure there's a garden magazine around is for people to go and buy it. Absolutely. And available in all all news agents. Yeah, supermarkets. Agents, supermarkets, convenience stores. 3,900 outlets around the country. 3,900. So there's yeah, yeah. there's lots there's lots of, of stockers of it. So, yeah, definitely yeah. For, for anybody interested in gardening, get out there and buy it and support it. Because, it, as I said, it is, I think it's really important that we do have a magazine here that, uh, you know, is represented, represents the the gardening people and talks to the gardening people. I think that's really important. So as I said, the very best of luck with that, Jerry, and thanks for coming on the podcast. Not at all. Thank you. So that's been this week's episode. A huge thanks to Jerry for coming on. A really interesting chat. As I said, it was, uh, I used to listen to the Q and a pretty much every Saturday morning and it was, it was always interesting and the array of questions and it was brilliant. So Irish, Irish garden magazine is back. I think that's really positive. I know I've said it a few times during the interview, but I think it is important that we have a magazine. Albeit magazines worldwide are declining, but I think from a gardening perspective, the information in that, the quality of the writers in that, the information available in it, I think is useful for anybody as they're gardening. So as Jerry said towards the end there, it's hugely important that people get out and support it and that we you know, keep a gardening magazine, which is you know written and produced in 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 Ireland, I think that's vitally important. Obviously, there are other other magazines out there and lots of good magazines out there, but I think it is important that we have you know our own Irish magazine. It was interesting to hear Jerry's thoughts on you know new gardeners and you know don't be daunted by it. You know he's he's 
pretty clear there that it's it's a simple thing to get started at. It's a simple thing to do it and that lots of us overcomplicated at times. I hope I don't do that. I try to keep things as clear and simple as possible uh, on the podcast. But yeah, I can understand that, that thought process. And I think generally we may overcomplicate things. And, and that might sound daunting to somebody who's starting out for the first time, but there's really no need for it. A um, couple of interesting episodes coming up over the next couple of weeks. Uh, one coming up on careers in horticulture and, and horticulture, I suppose, career paths, so to speak, and how you can get into horticulture. So I'm looking forward to that one, and there's lots of other interesting ones coming up. If you're enjoying the podcast, please share with all your gardening friends. I'm pretty much ready to start producing the, the weekly videos and uploading to YouTube, and when I have maybe 10 or 12 videos up there, I'll ask you guys to go give it a give us a, a subscribe on youtube video will become uh, an important part of what i'm doing here i'm looking forward to really getting going with the video because i do think that's you know that's where a lot of these gardening questions that i get asked can be demonstrated uh, a lot a lot better than the podcast the podcast is brilliant for i suppose long form detailed information but for something short and snappy i think video is going to be a lot better medium for that so looking forward to getting going at that. So that's pretty much it. Hope you enjoyed it. And until the next time, happy gardening. Mm-hmm.